12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mr. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring, I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Well, today I'm continuing on with the final season, season five, covering episode 12 of season five, Edward Creates a Monster, which aired on January 26th, 1987. In this episode... After going out to a comedy club as a reward for his success in school, Rick is invited to join a comedy class. But his homework is no joke, since he's cutting up in class as well as at home and thinking of foregoing college. Oh boy. (laughs) I can imagine this is not going to sit well with Edward at all. It's like, no. I mean, there are those out there that do make their living at comedy and they're quite successful at it and that's great i mean but you also want to have a fallback you definitely you want to if you can go to college go to college have you know the comedy thing be like a hobby and of course season five episode 13 rumors are flying which aired on february 2nd 1987 In this episode, Rick has a girl from school over to study, but they fall asleep in his room. After she gets grounded, Rick allows rumors to spread about what happened in their late study session. Oh, Rick, you are following in the same footsteps. Actually, uh, (laughs) yeah, let's see, uh, Kevin Arnold from The Wonder Years in season six with White Lies, and then, of course, Corey Matthews from Boy Meets World in Wake Up Little Corey. Oh boy. It seems like there's always at least uh, a show that has, especially when it's it's always dealing with the teenage boy, that has a girl over and lets rumors fly about what did or did not happen. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, going back to Edward Creates a Monster, this episode's got 7.1 out of 10, based on 16 ratings. Directed by John, oh boy, S-G-U-E-G-L-I-A. Written by David W. Duclon, the creator, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Jim Gilgan, 
I'm sorry, Jim, if I mispronounce your name. Howard, Lisa Creator, Ben Starr, and Martin Cohen. There are no user reviews. There never are, it seems like. There's no trivia either. So, let's see. Does Rumors Are Flying? L- rumors Are Flying has a 7.2 out of 10 based on 16 rating. Is that the same as... Oh, that one's got a 7.1. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Tony Singletary. I think I've seen you know him as a director on some episodes. We got David W. Duclon, the creator. We got Ron Levin, Michael G. Moy, Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, Martin Cohen, all the creators, and then written by Danny Callis. This episode, no trivia, no user reviews. Of course, before I officially get into the episode, I always like to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. The podcast has its own Facebook page. Just type in Silver Spoons Podcast. This, together, we're going to find our way, and an official Silver Spoons Podcast will pop up in the search bar. Also, on Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast. If you'd like to send an email, talk about your favorite episodes of Silver Spoons, your memories of Silver Spoons, you can do so at Silver Spoons podcast at gmail.com and where you can listen to silver spoons the podcast you can go to itunes apple podcast look up punky power an unofficial punky brewster podcast that's where you're going to find all five seasons of silver spoons as well as soundcloud all right, so without further ado, let's jump into these episodes. So far, these episodes have been pretty, pretty good. I haven't really had anything bad to say about any of them. The only one that was kind of a downer-ish was last week's The Triangle, which was season 5, episode 10, where Rick finds himself attracted to his best friend's girlfriend. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, let's jump into Edward Creates a Monster. Okay, so we come out of the intro. We are actually in a comedy club. There's a ventriloquist dummy in the background that literally looks like the one from that old 50s, 60s Twilight Zone episode. This, I get it's the 80s. I get it. Big hair and everything. This, at first... At first shot of the, it was like the guy, like the comedian on stage. It was like a side angle, and for a split, a split second, I'm like, is that Carrot Top? No, it's not, it's not Carrot Top. It's some random guy with looks like he just took a blow dryer and just like spent like a half hour just literally blowing his hair just. To the top of his head and just outward. It's it's crazy. It's ridiculous looking. Blech. This guy, his joke. Oh, this is. I get it. Comedians tend to pull from their own childhood and kind of make fun of things. This guy's like, oh, it's no fun growing up poor, ladies and gentlemen. My brother and I had to share a tattoo. How? Mm. But apparently, Edward, Kate, and Rick all think this is hilarious. Is this guy gonna, like, end up roasting the audience? Like, pick someone out in the audience and say crap about them for laughs? I don't know. Oh, the rest of that joke about him, he and his brother had to share a tattoo, and the bad news is his the, his sister had it first. What? It says Comedy Cave. And both Comedy and Cave are spelled with Ks. 
This guy is lame. He's not funny. This is the the best jokes that uh, and we I've only heard one joke from this guy and I'm not impressed. I'd rather have Joey Gladstone from Full House be up there. That would make me laugh. This guy's pathetic. But don't take my word for it. You can hear it in this clip. Let me tell you, it's no fun growing up poor, ladies and gentlemen. Me and my brother had to share a tattoo. <laughs> I think that's bad. My sister had it first. So now I got a tattoo that says, I love Frank. You suck. You've been great. Enjoy the rest of the show. You're horrible. Someone else get up there. You having a good time, son? Are you kidding? You let me pick a place for dinner and now this? Uh, we're glad you're having fun. It's not every day that you make the National Honor Society. It sure isn't. You keep that up, you can go to any college you want. Yeah, even Harvard. It's not going to Harvard. It's going to Yale. What is wrong with Harvard? Well, for one thing, Yale's Dad, not close to home. Come on, you can come home more often. Harvard is quiet. Rick, please, this doesn't concern you. Excuse me. You're Excuse. 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 Excuse me, folks. Shut Am up. I bothering you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, we yeah. we were just just talking through my act. Yeah. <laughs> Being rude. Yeah. I have a feeling I saw the three of you in a department store window somewhere. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the blonde kid? Is this take a Viking to dinner week? Is that? <laughs> no, this is my son. We're celebrating. Oh, I see. Then there was a reason to spoil my act. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean, we just wanted to go someplace nice. <laughs> yeah, but we came here instead. <laughs> Funny. Well, let me tell you that you're lucky you got this table because there's a lot of people that like to get in here. Like the health inspector. <laughs> oh, my Jude, God. Jude, you're pretty I got news for you, son. The health inspector has never been here. <laughs> oh, you mail him his bribes. <laughs> Fast, he's fast. Let me tell you, waitress, I'll take their check and I'll double it. <laughs> right now, my favorite part of the evening. Here's some music to order drinks by. Hit it, Mozart. <laughs> Hello, folks. Can I join you? My name's Jackie Wayne. Oh yes, certainly. My name's Ed Stratton. Yeah, I hope you're not angry with us. No, not at all. Are you kidding? Gee, you were wonderful. You came up with a lot of funny stuff, kid. Yeah, he takes after his dad. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> you know something? You're a natural, kid. I run a comedy workshop, and I think you ought to join up. I won't be shipped overseas, will I? <laughs> <laughs> So, because Rick is on the National Honor Roll Society, he got to pick where they went to dinner, he got to pick the com- that little comedy club, and Edward's saying, you know, with grades like you're getting and everything, you keep up this hard work, you can get into any college you want. Even Harvard. Oh, Kate says even Harvard, because... <laughs> and Edward's like... <laughs> Harvard, he's going to Yale. And of course they get into a debate about like what's wrong with Harvard? It's like, oh my gosh, really? You think I mean Edward's got the money, but <laughs> of course while they're debating and Rick tries to jump in and Edward always whenever he and Kate get into an argument over Rick 
Rick jumps in there and Edward's always like, Son, this doesn't concern you. I'm like, um, you're talking about him? So yes, it does concern him. And he should have a say. But anyway, they're... And their table's like in the front row of where the stage is. And thank goodness that horrible comic that sucked got off the stage. And then we got this older type fellow who's probably 50s. Um, and he is like, hey, do you mind? It's like, because he's trying to, but he's like, you guys are interrupting me during my act. And even Rick starts to throw out some quips. And Rick starts getting laughs. So the entertainer on stage says, hey, here's some music to eat by or and he pulls up a chair and sits down with Edward and Kate and <laughs> Rick. And it's just like, hey, you were doing pretty good there. You know, you had a comedy club. I think you would be great for it. It's kind of funny. At first I thought he was like going to roast them because he started saying, oh, like, what is it? Bring a Viking to dinner night or something? Because both Kate and Edward are brunette and Rick is a blonde. You know, he takes after his mother. But, of course, I love how Edward tries to take credit for Rick, like, kind of cutting up during this guy's act. Like, oh, he takes after his old man. Like, no, he doesn't. And (laughs) Rick making a joke about the health inspector making a visit to the club. And it's like, uh. (laughs) Apparently it was a late night, because now we're back. It's morning. Okay, this is interesting. The piano's back. The dining room table. They're actually... In the living room and got that long dining room table that they usually reserve for when they have company over. So it's just, it's kind of weird. Like, why didn't they have the scene in the kitchen? I don't know. I'm not, not my business. But they can barely keep their eyes open. Hey, honey, you want more coffee? It's like, yeah, I can't even stay awake. Okay, there's a bunch of papers just spread out on the table. It looks like the new, this is, it. This is just weird. They're having breakfast in the in what is basically the living room. Rick comes down, sits at the table, says, Hey, did I tell you guys what a great time I had last night? It's like, oh yeah, you might have mentioned it, mentioned it a few times. Okay, so it's a comedy workshop is what it is. Because Edward's getting to think, like, yeah, I think it would be great for you to take this comedy workshop. And Kate's like, you're not serious. And Edward's like, yeah, I'm serious. It'd help him gain confidence and be able to stand on his feet and this and that. And Of course, Rick's like, and pick up girls. <laughs> Rick, look at you. You're blonde haired, blue eyed. You don't need help picking up the ladies. You got the whole package right there. It doesn't hurt to have a sense of humor, too. The guy's name is Jackie Wayne, the comedian, the 50-something-year-old comedian that they saw the name before. It's more coffee, huh? No, please, anything to help me wake up. Did I tell you two what a great time I had last night? Oh, I think you might have mentioned it nine or ten times. (laughs) Well, we're glad you enjoyed yourself. You know, I've been thinking about what Jackie said last night. You mean about the rabbi, the minister, and the priest in the jacuzzi? (laughs) No, I mean about Rick being a natural. Huh? Yeah, I think it might be fun for you to take that comedy workshop, son. Really? You're not serious. I am serious. Be good for him. Help him gain confidence, think on his feet. Pick up girls. (laughs) (laughs) See, he's already sounding like Jackie Wayne. I think it's a great idea. 
Well, Rick, I think it's great that you're showing an interest, but don't you think you're a little young? Young? I'm almost 17. Well, come on, Kate. Most of the guys there were just a couple of years older than me. Yeah, Kate, a lot of young people are going into comedy. Besides, <laughs> I was only a couple of years older than Rick when I formed my first folk group. Oh, well, that wasn't comedy. That was just music. It wasn't just music. Was... We had snappy patter between songs. Snappy patter? Is that what you get when you eat bad shellfish? You mean banter? <laughs> Okay, it's not that I'll funny. show you. Where's my guitar? Oh, God. Uh, in the library closet. I think I saw it under your Nehru jacket. What's a Nehru jacket? It happened to have been the height of fashion in the 1960s. Oh, God. For about a week. <laughs> Rick, wouldn't the workshop interfere with school? Well, not really, Kate. It's in the afternoon after school. Oh. Besides, Dad's right. It would be fun to try. I mean, that's what you've always told me to do, isn't it? To at least try things? True, we have always given you that advice. We just never thought you'd follow it. Here we go. I'll show you what I mean. Now, there was a song we used to do. It was kind of the ultimate protest song. And we called it the ultimate protest song. Dad. It protested 24 endangered species, nine countries, five wars, flood, fire, famine, disease, and rude salespeople. Come along and listen to my song. I promise not to make it very long. Don't you ever trust a person over 30? They're just not with it, and their politics are dirty. <laughs> God, nobody trusts anybody over 30 in those days. That's still a good rule. <laughs> Except for you two. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can remember this thing. Is it, is it... Let the rivers flow free, let the lakes overflow, let the air be looking for his guitar because he's talking about when he was in college. This is, must have been before the Paisley conspiracy band that he made up with that I can't even remember that guy's name from season three. He's he, talking about um, like the political like not just the songs that they sang, but like the messages and everything. I mean, don't harass anyone over 30, you know, back in the 60s. And while he's looking for his guitar, Kate's like, aren't you worried, Rick, that this is going to interfere with your schoolwork? Because like, you know, because you just got on the National Honor Society, Honor Roll. And he's like, no, it's going to take place after school. So it's not a big deal. And, of course, I get it. It's the final season of the series. Like, hey, let's get Joel and his guitar, Joel Higgins, out here, Edward, so he can sing again. Because, you know, he's got that beautiful John Denver quality-ish voice. (laughs) He does have a good voice. So, Rick's like, I'm going to get to go sign up for that comedy class. 
I just wonder, like, if this is the more so, was this a weekend? And because normally, if this were a work day, Kate and Edward would probably already be out of the door. Rick would be at school. I don't know. Maybe they in the dining room on the weekends. I don't know. Rick's like, I'm gonna go sign up for that class as Edward keeps playing. He's like, oh, that's alright, I'll just play for Kate. And Kate's like, you know what, I'm gonna go into the kitchen. <laughs> it's a lot less John Denbury in the kitchen. So, we cut to Rick, and the, he looks like he is the youngest one in that class. But he, we do find out that Rick is not 17 yet. He says he's almost 17. But it looks like a lot of the people are pro- most likely going to be either college, probably early 20s, mid-20s, maybe 30s. Is this a free class? I don't think that class is free. But Jackie is giving the class the best tips that he can about what, how to maybe end your time on stage. If all else fails, you can go with this weird noise that he's making. Go off stage with one of these. (laughs) That always works. There is another question that my students always ask. They say, where do you find comedy? Well, fun seekers, comedy is everywhere. You don't believe me? Lionel, stand up. (laughs) Now get a load of this sweater. There's got to be five minutes of jokes right here. (laughs) What are you supposed to be? A flag for a third world country? (laughs) Who's your tailor? Stevie Wonder? (laughs) Tell the truth, Lionel. Did you roll a clown? Okay, Lionel, sit down. Thanks a lot. You see, comedy is everywhere, and don't be afraid to use props. Rick, do me a favor. Hold still. I'm going to take your picture. Uh Uh-huh. Came out a little fuzzy. <laughs> you see what I mean? Comedy never sleep, sleep, sleep. A chest. Comedy never sleeps. Listen, we're almost out of time. We just have time to recap. Remember, fool your audience. Come up with the unexpected. Let's give it a try. I was walking down the street and I uh, slipped on a banana salesman. Yeah. Good. <laughs> My friend is in the hospital. He got hit in the nose with a nurse. <laughs> I saw it coming, Rick, but not bad. Thanks. Well, we're out of time. Gang, I want you to go home and work on your routines. And remember, best student gets to do a five-minute spot on this stage on a Saturday night for a paying audience. I thought you'd like that. Are there any questions? Yeah, what's it pay? Are there any other questions? (laughs) So the jokes that he's going to throw it out there, I don't know whether it's due to maybe he's been doing it for a long time or maybe I'm just used to a different level of comedy. They just seem really stale. Like, they're TV safe. Like, uh, not really. Uh, I mean, even in when this aired in 1986, it's, it's not funny. And I'm just saying, I mean, the comedians, I would think... Jerry Seinfeld, uh, another one, I really like Jim Gaffigan's another one, who I just find hilarious. And Jackie says, you know, that's the end of class, because he's like, okay, help me out with a couple jokes, and Rick is, like, the only one that's just kind of throwing 
quips out there. And you see the other, you know, people kind of, you know, patting him on the back, like, good to go. That's great. You're awesome, kind of. And the one guy that Jackie has stand up, like, there's, like, umpteen million jokes you can make about that guy's shirt. Because he's wearing, like, a striped shirt. And he's like, oh, what country are you from? Or what flag is that country from? Or did you roll a clown? Or I'm surprised. I am very surprised that we didn't get a Bill Cosby joke about that sweater. Now, it wasn't, like, puzzle picture or lava lamp you know, Bill Cosby sweater, but and there's so many directions you could take that now. Which more than likely nowadays probably could be offensive. He's like, you know, it's not a rainbow colored sweater, so it's not like they're saying the rainbow flag or something like that or what. I mean, I was gonna say, if that guy pulled a Bill Cosby joke, that I mean, that would probably be offended by that. But, um, Jackie says that he will pick one person to go up on a Saturday night and go up there, like, for a five-minute set and tell jokes. My guess is it's going to be Rick. Rick, he's bubbly, he's he's energetic, he's young. There's just so... Oh, my God. Can you imagine if... He started, like, Kate and his dad were in the audience, and he just started roasting his dad, like, Oh, you want to get something funny? <laughs> My dad didn't know I existed until I showed up on his doorstep 12, year, 12 years later. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine if Rick tried to throw that out there? <laughs> and tried to make a joke out of that? Like, can you believe it? <laughs> So Kate and Edward are at home. They're playing checkers. This is after dinner. Okay. And Edward's saying to Kate, you know, you made a really good dinner. And she's, he's like, but you didn't eat much of it. And she tells him, well, when I opened the fridge and saw Rick's plastic barf, I kind of didn't really have much of an appetite. <laughs> I gotta say, in this episode, I do like... What they did with Aaron Gray's hair here. They do actually have it pulled back, which I can't remember the last time we've seen her hair pulled back. I, I honestly cannot remember. Season 3, remember it was like really short? It was just like just below the bottom of her ears and then eventually it grew out and everything. So, apparently Kate is... I honestly... I Edward seems to be for this whole comedy thing. This whole comedy venture... Kate just, she was never on board with it to begin with. She's like, why couldn't he, Rick have picked something less annoying? Like maybe take up the drums or something. So it's been two weeks since Rick started that comedy club. And Edward's like, well, eventually, I mean, it's been two weeks. He'll probably lose interest at some point. He's a teenager. By the time they're interested in one thing, they've moved on to something else. Rick comes out. Dressed in a button-down and a blazer, and Edward notes that, you know, Rick's got something to eat. Like, you're eating again? And Rick says, yeah, it's a tongue sandwich. Oh, God, he's gonna make a joke. Rick has to make a, I bet there's dead, I bet there's some cow out there going, oh, you know, because he doesn't have a tongue. Oh, uh, who's serving tongue? I don't think Kate would have it in her fr- mm, I don't think so. And Kate's like, that's terrible. And Edward says, well, it's better than plastic barf. But he's going to throw an impression at him. Hey, all right, here's a quick impression. A m- mixed up robber. He takes 
the cloth napkin that would normally be probably hiding, you know, a robber's face, sticks it over his eyes and says, stick me up and give me my wallet. Uh, okay. I don't find it funny. Honestly, this episode is kind of, honestly, kind of Dullsville. It's not, it's nowhere near the Mr. President episode, and it's nowhere near the Barbarians episode, which I think I actually rated less than that. The Mr. President episode of season two got a two out of five rating, and the Barbarians got a one out of five. This one... I'm going to wait and see how it turns out. This one is just, it's not doing it for me. It's really not. And as we get into later in season, I'm really, I've been looking forward to the next episode. So I'm just like, eh, this episode is just kind of a, eh. we'll see. It might surprise me. Maybe it'll get better. They're not laugh. It's not funny. Rick thinks it's hilarious, but then again, he's a teenager. Everything that comes out of his mouth, he probably finds. And now that he's doing this comedy club and everything, he probably thinks everything that comes out of his mouth is a joke in some way or another. At some point, I mean, according to the synopsis, Rick is going to be cutting up in class, not taking it seriously, not wanting to go to college. When are we going to get to that? Is Edward eventually going to say, son, I need to tell you something. You're not funny, and the class isn't helping. I think you need to, like, seriously think about moving on to something else. I know this going to stamp down Rick's confidence, but sometimes you gotta just nip it in the butt or something. I don't know. That was a good dinner, hon. You didn't eat much of it. Well, I kind of lost my appetite when I opened the refrigerator door and saw Rick's plastic barf. Why couldn't he have uh, taken up something a little less annoying, like the drums? Well, he's been at it for two weeks. He's bound to lose interest. (laughs) Eating again? Yeah, tongue sandwich. You know, Dad, I'll bet you there's some cow out there right now going, Mmm. (laughs) That's terrible. Better than plastic bark. (laughs) Hey, look, quick impression, all right? A mixed-up robber. Stick me up and give me my wallet. It's not funny. Funny. Hey, look. Little orphan Annie. They're playing a game. What are you doing? Mine were in the middle of a game. Yeah. Dude. Gosh, looks pretty bad for you, Dad. You know, Dad, it may look better if you used these. Okay. The. You're not funny. Don't you have some homework you can do, son? Well, I'm doing it. See, Jackie says you've got to try out your material every chance you get. That is not the homework your father was asking you about. How about math, science, English? Oh, I mean that stuff. <laughs> that stuff? Well, just kidding, Dad. You know, Dad, there's something I've been meaning to tell oh, you. Oh. You know, if you hadn't encouraged me to join in that class, I never would have done it. So I guess I owe it all to you. Thanks, Dad. Oh, cool! The hand buzzer! Okay, that, I don't know. Yeah, the mixed up robber joke is a. But of course he goes, they're in the middle.
middle of playing checkers. And Rick goes, oh, dad, looks like uh, you're not doing so great. And he goes and he picks up some a couple of the pieces off the board. And he does a little Orvani joke. It's like, Rick, even Edward's like, son, we're in the middle of a game here. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Now we got to figure out where those pieces went. Ugh. And Kate, of course, brings up uh, his schoolwork. Like, how about your homework? And Rick, are you getting that done? And Rick's like, yeah. Well, Jackie says our you know, homework, we got to try out our act every day. So that way it stays fresh and all that stuff. And it's like, no. I, he, what we're referring to is like English, science, math, stuff like that. And Rick's like, oh, that stuff. And Elbert's like, yeah, that stuff. You know, this is like what helped you get on the honor roll or the National Honor Society or whatever it is. <laughs> and Rick, of course, thanks his dad, you know, for taking him to the club and encouraging his interest in comedy. If it hadn't been for you, I never would have done this. And then he goes to shake his hand. And he does an old hand buzzer trick. Like, uh, Okay. I'm sorry, but at this point, I'm starting to think Joey Gladstone from Full House is a hundred times. And I get it. Rick's a 16-year-old kid. How much... He... But he's taking lessons from a 50-year-old comedy Dude, he's been in the business that his... I don't, I don't know. It's just This episode is not in, really interesting to me. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm going through all the episodes. And this one just is... It's not firing on all cylinders for me. Edward, get angry and yell at Rick or something. I don't know. <laughs> something. Don't let a fighter under this episode. Because I'm not feeling it right now. Something's just... Uh. So it looks like in the morning time, Edward's getting ready to go. So it's probably Monday. And he's getting ready to go to work. Let me guess. He's going to get a call from school saying, Your son's in the principal's office because he was cutting up in class and interrupting the teacher. And he's being a real disciplinary case. Or I, I don't know. Or Rick's going to oversleep because he was working on his comedy routine all night. And he's late for school. I Clearly. I don't know. Let's just, let's find out. Those stupid eye bulging wire glass, springy glasses. Oh, Paul, now he's going to try them on? <laughs> what took you so long? Well, thanks to Rick, I just spent the last 10 minutes trying to kill a rubber spider. No. Where is Rick? He's still getting dressed. Good. Let's beat it out of here to work before he tells us another joke. Ooh. Hey. No. Uh, oh, they really want to go to work. Uh, gosh, we're in a hurry. Sorry. Yeah, we're late. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I want to show you my impression of a Russian disc jockey. <laughs> you showed me that last night. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yes. The cage, cage. Oh, a Edward told me all about it. It's hysterical, Rick. <laughs> well, thanks. And by the way, Kate, I'm going to be home late for dinner. I've got comedy cave workshop after school. Today's class is very important. What is it, rubber chicken day? No, that was last week. <laughs> See, today we're trying out our routines for that Saturday night shot. Well, good luck, son. Boy, I'm going to need it. The competition's murder. 
I'm sure you'll do fine. Hey, 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 want to hear my monologue? No. No? You better yet. Give me a lift to school. I'll do my whole act on the No. <laughs> so they basically want, Kate and Edward want to head out the door before Rick tells them another joke. They've had enough of him and his jokes. He comes downstairs just as they're about ready to head out the door. And you want to know what's a joke? Rick's shirt. It's like Everest green. It's got some weird, like, paisley pink shape pattern on it. It's just, it's, it's a joke. That shirt's a joke. You want to tell a joke? That shirt is that joke. He wants to lay a joke on them about a Russian jockey. And it's like, we really have to go. We need to. And even Edward's like, no, you told me that one last night. And Rick is telling about how at the comedy cave that it's really down to the wire, you know, competition-wise for that Monday slot. And he wants to lay his routine on them. Like, hey, you guys can take me to school and I'll, I'll give, do my whole act on the way there. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> it looks like they're back. It's nighttime. I think they're... <laughs> how did that go? Oh, boy. Rick said, like, after school, he had that comedy cave routine thing that he was doing. He had a workshop that he had to go to, so. Yeah, junk mail. Bills. Oh, I'll get it. Hello? Uh, j- just a minute. Edward? Edward, it's Mr. Russell, Rick's vice principal. Oh, great. What do you do? I'll I take the station to... in the library. Yeah, Mr. Russell, this is Edward Stratton. Is there a problem? I'm afraid so. As I started to tell Mrs. Stratton, Wichard has become quite a problem in several of his classes. <laughs> what? Well, he finds it necessary to comment on everything in a humorous manner. Oh, no. Yes, his science teacher, his history, and his English teacher have all come to me complaining. <laughs> you see, your son's joshing is making it very difficult for them to teach. You mean he's doing jokes in class? I'm afraid so. <laughs> now, I enjoy a good knee swapper as much as the next fellow. But there is a time and a place for everything. There certainly is, Mr. Russell. And I'm also afraid it's not just Richard's conduct that's at stake here. His glades are swipping as well. How bad? If he keeps it up, he will fall off the outer wall. Will we? I'm afraid so. Academia and comedy make poor bedfellows. Well, I thank you for calling me, Mr. Russell, and you have my personal guarantee that the old Rick Stratton, the pay attention in class and get straight A's Rick Stratton, will be in class first thing Monday morning. That'd be terrific. Thank you. Thank you. I don't believe it. Falling off the honor roll. And if he's getting major boffos in science class, he's probably getting mega yucks in homerooms. What are you going to do? I'm going to bring down the curtain on the comedy kid. Well, yeah, I mean, the synopsis said that he was screwing around in class. I mean, the fact that these teachers are trying to do their job, a job they get paid for, and Rick's yucking it up in class with jokes that probably aren't funny. And even the vice principal says he's 
in danger of slipping off the honor roll, like something that he probably worked very hard to get onto to begin with. Because Kate even gets on the extension in the library because she probably wants to listen and you probably want to speak to both of them. And it's like, no, you have... And... Again, the vice principal's like, I like a joke as much as anyone else, but when you're cutting up in class and you're interrupting, disrupting other students that are trying to learn, that's not helpful. Luckily, Kate and Edward take this seriously. No, the real... Rick Stratton will be in class Monday. The straight-A student, Rick Stratton, will be ready to go Monday morning. Kate is just, she can't believe it. And he's like, she's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I'm going to bring the curtain down on the comedy kid as Rick comes in. It's like, I feel like, dude, you wipe that smile off your face because you're in hot, hot water. But anything, like I said, I don't watch these episodes ahead of time. And I, this is my guess about what's going to happen, okay? I think that Rick is going to th- say, oh, but dad, you encouraged me to do this. So if I'm failing, then this is your fault. I, I don't know. I'm just going to throw that out there. More than likely, I'm pr- most likely 100% wrong on this theory. But I'm just going to throw it out there. Like, dad, you encouraged me, remember? You said I should do this. It's like, yeah, but at the suffering of your schoolwork, I don't think that they... I mean, if you could do one while keeping... But he was like, probably like, well, I need the practice and class and everything. It's like, you're telling jokes to teenagers who probably think that you're barf mo- Your little vomit whatever is... I don't know. I mean, they're teenagers. They think anything coming out of a teenager's mouth is funny. But it's like, you're not just going to be... If, if he gets that slot on Monday, you aren't just going to be really catering to teenagers. you got to make your act so it's available to, like, general funniness. Because if you only talk about things that you know and you can relate to and other people that are strictly your age, adults aren't going to find it funny. Maybe they will. I don't know. Hey, Dad. Kate. I don't think I want to see this. <laughs> Have I got big news? Good. I got big news for you. Guess who won a shot on stage tomorrow night, Dad? I did. I did five minutes for the class. I killed, I destroyed, I maimed, I mangled, I massacred. That's nice. Well, Dad, what's your big news? You're grounded. (laughs) Grounded. That's a good one, but it needs more of a setup. It's not a joke, Rick. It's a real thing from real life. You remember real life? Huh? We just got a call from your vice principal. <laughs> you received a phone call from Mr. Russell. <laughs> Stop it, it's not funny. He tells us you're becoming the class clown. That's why I tell a few jokes. What's the harm? Well, for one thing, you're denying yourself and your classmates an opportunity to learn. Okay, besides that. He also says your grades are slipping, you're falling off the honor roll. Dad, that's not such a big deal. Not such a... Listen, buddy, in this house, getting good grades ranks right up there with breathing. Wow. Come on, Rick, it's your job to get good grades so you can get into a good college. Dad, why do I have to go to college? What? Well, Dad, Jackie Wayne never went. You're talking about a man who sends fan mail to Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) 
But, Dad, I've got a lot of real potential. Tomorrow night is going to change my life. I don't think it is, Rick. But, Dad... You're grounded. So, Rick got the Monday night spot. He worked his butt off. He killed it with his five-minute set in front of his classmates at the comedy cave. Edward, of course, has news for Rick that he is grounded because he's been screwing up and denying himself and other students a chance to actually learn so you can get good. And Edward even says good grades in this house are are as important as breathing so you can get into a good college. And Rick's like, I don't know about going to college, Dad. See, Jackie, whatever his last name is, didn't go to college. It's like, and Edward's like, you're looking up to someone who writes fan mail to Pee Wee Herman. It's like, so what? It's, that guy is 50 years old and he's playing slots at the freaking diners club or whatever. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're seven, 16 years old. You can go so far. Why couldn't that, if he wanted to do comedy, he could do that as a side, like, hobby or something? He's still in high school. He's still got two years to decide what he wants to do with his life. Comedy can be fine if it's a hobby, but, I mean, look at all the people that had to, you know, in comedy that struggled for years to get to where they are. To sell out, you know, theaters and, you know, sold out shows and stuff. They busted their butts for years. And I think, yeah, I ever, you know, Rick is just, he's too young to make a decision that early in life. The fact that Rick was even saying, who cares about the honor roll system? So what if my grades are slipping in my about to fall off the honor roll? And Edward Burns says, no, you're you're grounded. You're not going to be doing the set. So <laughs> you can forget about that. Your hard work that you spent. Because he's probably been doing that for, what, over a month now? Working at that comedy club? It's like, you're a teenager. You can multitask. You can balance both of them. One shouldn't have to suffer. Because one is really just a hobby. You're still a high school kid. Yeah, you gotta, you're, you're, your priority 16 needs to be your schoolwork. And by that time, it's like, you need to, if you want to get into a good school, it's like, you gotta keep your grades up. Especially if your dad plans to foot the bill as long as you're going to a... But I don't see him going to Harvard or Yale. I don't... I mean, did Edward go to Harvard or Yale? I don't... I don't think he did. In the last episode, he was taking a college English class because he didn't graduate college. Because I thought he had gotten money from his grandfather to be able to start up Eddie Toys. It's not like... I mean, it's not like he got a degree in business and just decided, hey, I'm just going to take a college class. Because he even said in the last episode that he he, he had planned to finish college, but then he, he didn't end up finishing college. Hi, hon. How'd you make out? Oh, not so good. The only movies they had left were Chainsaw Bloodbath and Sound of Music. Well, honey, you don't want to have nightmares again. You're right. We'll watch Chainsaw. Ah, <laughs> uh, you think Where's he's Rick? Sound of Music. He said he was turning in. I said fine. That was the longest conversation we had all day. Well, I guess he's upset about the nightclub thing. He worked so hard and all. You think I was too rough on him? No, no. I'm sure you did the right thing, and I'm sure Rick will think so too. 
Someday. <laughs> I'm gonna go tell him he can go to the club. I what? bet that he already snuck out already. to do that. He, I bet he snuck out to do that anyway. I've seen this already. Back. He's not in his room. I knew He's it. Not. He snuck out. I knew it. Well, do you think he went to the nightclub? I know he went to the nightclub. Well, how can you be so sure? His window's open, his pajamas are on the bed, and his googly eyes are missing. <laughs> I I knew that. I figured, yeah. He was going to sneak out. Like, no, he worked so hard for that. You think he's going to just, like, listen to you and just go to bed? Because Kate comes in with the... It's, Monday night, and apparently the video store only has some chainsaw movie and the sound of music. Which I thought Kate would have went with the sound of music, but apparently Edward makes a joke about, you don't want to have nightmares again. And she's like, yeah, well, I'll go with the chainsaw movie, which apparently she's seen it already. So Edward's feeling guilty because the only words that Rick said to him were, I'm going to bed, good night. And that, um, it's been a while since we saw anyone sneak in and out of that. Granted, we did not see him sneak out of that window in his bedroom, but it's been done in the past. Because Edward's, Edward's actually going to let him off the hook and go to the comedy club. Which, it's like, as soon as he comes out, like, yeah, of course your son snuck out. Okay, so, my prediction for this. Rick's gonna go up there, he's gonna tell jokes, and I bet anything he's gonna get either booed off the stage, or people just aren't gonna laugh. And he's gonna learn a lesson, like, maybe I should just stick with what I know, which is school, and work on getting into a really good college. In the air. <laughs> Sounds like a good audience, Jackie. Yeah, you really lucked out there. Terrific. There's no way you're gonna do bad for this crowd. Gee... <laughs> Gee, I don't believe I'm introducing a comic that says, gee, you're up next, Rick. Knock him dead. Okay, how about that? That guy with a hair Just great. You too can look like this. Just shampoo your hair in crazy glue. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Just great. Don't stick your finger in a light socket. Listen, I've got a real treat for you right now. This is someone who's very special to me and... If you like comedy, you're really going to love this guy. He's new to the comedy cave. Give him a big, warm reception, will you? Rick Stratton! Okay, everyone, I know what you're thinking right now. Another grizzled veteran. <laughs> you know, I guess you could say I'm at that difficult age. Too young for women, too old for underoos. <laughs> Actually, you know, I'm not that young. I mean, I'm old enough to remember Boy George. Oh. <laughs> you see, I like doing this because it gets me out of the house and away from my dad. I mean, my father is so old-fashioned, he thinks Motley Crue is a bad night on the love boat. Oh. <laughs> I'm not surprised. This man takes his television seriously. I mean, he's one of those guys that talk back to the screen. Look out, Skipper! Gilligan's behind the tree! <laughs> You're the kid's old man, aren't you? Yeah. He's exaggerating that part about Gilligan. Well, he's knocking him dead. This kid could go far. Gone too far already. Yeah, you know, I figure if this doesn't work out, I could always go back to my old job, being a poster boy for the rich and snobbish. <laughs>
I thought you were the poster boy for the dull and deadly. <laughs> cute, cute. My first heckler. I was hoping for a human. <laughs> I was hoping for a comic. <laughs> oh. You want to make this world a better place? Leave it. <laughs> oh. You want to make this a better show? Get off the stage. <laughs> Hey, do you mind? You know, people didn't come here to be bothered. <laughs> people didn't. <laughs> and I guess they didn't come here to be entertained either. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> what a snappy comeback. Oh, yeah? <laughs> funny, funny. Yeah, um, how many people here watch television? Oh, I do. And you look like one of the Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> Ever notice those TV commercials? Boy, we could sure use one now. Well, folks, it's it's way past my bedtime. So thanks and good night. I'm not a figure. Rick Sutton! Stratton. Come on, laugh it up. I laugh when you walk. How much did you see? I'm sorry. Well, didn't you think that was funny about Motley Crue and the Love Boat? No. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, and that Gilligan's Island joke, that was a killer, wasn't it? Eh. That was fun. <laughs> but, you know, maybe college isn't such a bad idea after all. Well, you get through high school well, first. Well, it would give you insurance against the unexpected. <laughs> right. I'm sorry I stunk out, Dad. I bet you are. And seeing how I was so painfully humiliated in public, I assume there's no reason for any further punishment. Yeah, right. Now that's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rick gets up there, and there's a couple <laughs> But then, of course, right in the same table where Edward and Rick and Kate were is a heckler who looks like he's just out of high school and college. And he's like, oh, we were expecting someone funnier. Because Rick starts telling jokes about his dad thinks that Motley Crue is like a love vote episode. Or he talks back to the, his dad talks back to the TV. Basically, Rick's, com- this is what Rick's been working on? Or is he just like pulling this out of his behind? Because he starts telling jokes about his dad. Like, you've been rehearsing and working on stuff, probably improv for a month, right? Is this what you plan to open with? Or it's just like, well, no one's laughing. Here, let me pull out some old dad jokes about my dad. It's like, first of all, nobody knows your dad. And no one there looks like they're a parent or um, a kid who's got a dad that talks back to the TV. I, I don't know. It's just... The guy is really... Rick at one point looks so irritated that he's about ready to go down and beat that guy's butt. It's like, I get it. The guy's kind of heckling how Rick... Rick was not that bad when he was... I wouldn't even say he was really heckling the guy. He was just like doing a little run-ons of the guy's... You know, Jackie's jokes at the beginning. And of course, Rick is so embarrassed 
because he's like, oh, you ever watch uh, TV, those TV commercials? And the heckler in the front row is like, yeah, I could use a commercial right now. And everyone's laughing at the heckler at his jokes and everything. And Rick, he's like, oh, looking at his wife, it's past my bedtime. And the Jackie guy actually, because Edward comes in and Edward's like, oh, yeah, that's my kid up there. He's like, oh, yeah. And it's like, this Jackie comedian guy who probably sees people all the time, he wouldn't remember Rick's dad. But Jackie's like, oh, this kid is just dynamite. He's just really, really good. And Edward's like, uh-huh, sure. It's like, none of the jokes that Rick were telling were even really getting much of a titter. Like, <laughs> the heckler was getting more laughs than Rick was. But Rick realizes that maybe college would be better than, you know, this comedy thing. was just, you know, just see it for what it was. It was a hobby. It was a phase. You're moving on to the next thing. It's like, yeah, college wouldn't be so bad. It's like, well, let's finish high school first. Let's get your butt back on the honor roll society or the honor roll. Okay? Let's, let's focus on that. I mean, it was a nice little diversion. And he learned a lesson. Ricky actually thinks his dad is going to unground him. It's like, dude, you snuck out of the house. Of course, you're, you're probably going to get more grounding added onto your already grounding sentence. Yeah, Rick learns a lesson. Comedy isn't for everybody. Stick to what you know. It was a good little diversion from what you're doing in, in learning a lesson. Hey, Jackie even like calls him like Rick Sutton or something. Now, I don't think I've ever given a half of a point with any of the episodes that I've rated that I can think of. But this one I'm going to give a 2.5 because I'm rating it below a 3 because I don't feel like it was a meh episode. But it's not good enough to be rated average, which is a 3 out of 5. So I'm giving it a 2.5. It really wasn't funny. He was downright annoying. Even Kate and Edward's little with the checkers and everything just didn't help this episode. But like I said, I'm looking forward more to the next episode with Rick and the girl and the rumors and the bedroom and the whatnot. So lesson learned for this one is if you want to try something new that's great don't let it overtake your life prioritize multitask there's plenty enough room in your life to do more than one thing but when that one thing is taking over your main priorities you really have to cut your losses doing the comedy club is not going to help you get into college I'm sorry it's not going to help you graduate high school either. It's not going to pay your bills. I think the title Edward Creates a Monster was the fact that he was the one who suggested that Rick do this. He was the one that encouraged his son to try this. Like, oh, wow, he's really, you know, young and fresh and just, you know, he's with the quips and everything. He could go, you know, far with this. Like, mm, Diamond in the Rough, rough with the com- comics. You really, you, get, you start at the bottom, you work your way up. Look at Star Search. Look at Joey Gladstone. The fact that I even said that Joey Gladstone is funnier than Rick Stratton when it comes to comedy. 
is saying a lot. But Rick is a teenager. He doesn't have a whole lot of life experience. And he's only been doing the comedy club thing for what? Or comedy class for what? A month? Eh. None of the jokes that he had been doing around the house for the last month before he even went on stage were even in his act. I think he was probably so nervous that this stuff just went out, out, the, out the window. He's like telling like making fun of his dad. Yeah, that's my silver spoonful just... You want to try something new, start it off as a hobby and just keep your main focus on your main thing, whether it's school or work and just learn to, you know, prioritize, multitask, whatever. So let's get on to the next episode. (coughs) Alright, so we come out of the intro. We are actually at Eddie Toys. Feels like it's been a bit since we've been here. Probably since uh, the first episode of season five. I can see where those crayons went to. Remember the crayons in like season one, probably even two, that were right outside the door to the library. The doors to the library. There's, I think it was a blue and a purple crayon. So that's what they've used to dress up uh, the Eddie Toys secretary area. So, the secretary gets the phone, tells whoever's on the line that Mr. Stratton can't come to the phone because he's in conference. We go to Edward's office, which is just like a really, it's like a toy store with a big, giant, green-scaled dragon and a... Something in a space suit thingy. I don't know. It looks like that Sandy the Squirrel from Spongebob. And Edward's playing with a yo-yo. Maybe he does that when he's out of ideas and he's trying to come up with something. Oh, with the creepy clowns. Oh my god. His... This one in particular is just... It's huge and it's just freaky and creepy and... Oh, of course, the dog's playing pool instead of poker. Okay, cool. Is this a lip phone that he's got on his desk? What is that, a Pac-Man stapler? It looks like a lip phone that is, like, pale white. Like, it hasn't been colored yet. Okay, hold on a second. Something's up here. Okay, you know what? Disregard everything I said about the... <laughs> Remember I said, wow, this sounds like the... Looks like episode one. It's been a while since we've been at Eddie Toys. You want to know why? Because I accidentally kick, clicked on season five, episode one. Apparently season... Or episode 13 is on the next disc. So disregard <laughs> about that. Sorry, everybody. So, yes, now it looks like... I am on the final disc. So episodes 13 through 24. I got nine episodes after this left. 1456. Wait, I don't know. Anyway, all right. I'm ready. Let's get on with this episode. Hopefully it's going to save me from... I mean, like I said, episode 12, Edward Creates a Monster, was it was okay. But it's not... Okay, enough to rate it three out of five trains, which is the rating scale, the toy trains. So, all right, we come out of the intro. We are at Burgers. 
Cool. Oh, is this one where the guys are rating the girls? Like, based on their hair, their eyes, their body. Actually, Alfonso isn't here. We got Rick, Brad, and Eyeball Chambers from Stand By Me. And they're rating the girls that come in. This blonde girl, they're like, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Because she takes her jacket off and her chest is just out on display. You know, she's wearing a shirt. Um, in comes Jesse Katsopoulos' old girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know what her epi- her character's name is in this episode. Her name is Samantha Simmons. All right. They're all rating her a 10. Is this the Olympics of what I'm rating girls? Because Samantha comes in and she's smiling to this young man in the green shirt. You guys are treating this like it's an Olympic event. Because they're all like 10 as they get to Samantha. And they hold the numbers up. And she walks by them and says, oh, what are the numbers for? Rick's like, oh, it's nothing. Just a little rating game that we like to play. Good one. Oh, I like this girl already. She's like, oh, good. (laughs) I thought you were holding up your IQs. Eyeball Chambers is just like, oh my gosh, this girl's outstanding. I'd love to get her in the back seat of my car. So they're talking their dirty talk about, yeah, if I got a girl like that, I can only imagine what I'd do with her if I got her in my back seat or in my bedroom. So Brad apparently is tried to hit that and got slammed down three separate times. Yeah, Samantha's a smart girl. You don't... Where's What's-Her-Face? The girl that he was dating that Rick had uh, went out with his girlfriend to a Eddie Van Halen concert. What happened to that girl? She gone already? Wow, that was fast. And Brad is all like, oh yeah, I'm telling you. Because <laughs> Rick's like, no, really? She... Blew you off three different times? He's like, yeah. She copped this attitude like she's better than me. I'm like, well, she is. He's like, yeah, like I was a jerk or something. Like, <sighs> He does the thing with the straw, with the paper on the end, and shoot, Brad shoots it across burgers, and it lands right on this girl's chest. It's like, you jerk. So, Rick wants to try his hand at this girl. He's like, Give, let me take a shot at this. I bet I could... And the guy's like, alright, $5 says she won't go on a, uh, or we'll give you $5 if you can get her to go on a date with you. And we'll see how well this goes. Now that, that's a six. Five. Four. <laughs> I mean seven. Eight. Nine. Ooh, hop in Samantha Simmons. A definite ten. Ten plus. Gentlemen, I think we found our first gold medal winner. <laughs> what are the numbers for? Oh, nothing. Just a little rating game that we like to play. Oh, I thought you were holding up your IQs. <laughs> she is outstanding. I would love to get her in the back seat of my car. If I had a car. <laughs> Forget it. The woman turned me down cold. Three times in a row. No. Hey, I'm telling you. She copped this attitude like she was better than me. <laughs> like I was a jerk or something. <laughs> Where would she ever get an idea like that? Yeah, and you think you could do better? If I wanted to. Everybody wants to. Five bucks says you can't even get a date with her. 
Oh, come on, Brad. I don't need your money. Man? Well, I got a dollar. It says you won't even try. <laughs> okay. I'll take that right now. Hi. Yes? Remember me? The guy with the 10 IQ? Yeah. You look like the smart one. My name is Rick Stratton. I know. You were in my chemistry class last year. Oh, you noticed me. So, how are you doing this year in chemistry? Please, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, let's change the subject then. Do you want to go out with me? Uh, thanks, but I don't really date much and I don't know you that well. Well, I know, but that can change. I'm sorry, I'm a little too busy these days. And I gotta go because I have a lot of studying to do. Hey, hey, I understand. It, it's cool. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. This studying, it wouldn't happen to be chemistry, would it? It's always chemistry. Well, look, why don't we study together sometime? Chemistry is my best subject. I got an A on the last test. Really? So come on, what do you say? I'll think about it. Okay. So? So, she's thinking about it. Yeah, right. Pay up. Oh, Rick. Let's do it. Thursday night. Here's my number. So yeah, he is such a smooth talker. Oh my gosh. And of course, Sam remembers Rick from her chemistry class the previous year. And he asks if, you know, they can go out. She's like, I really don't know you. And I got a lot of schoolwork and everything. So pretty much dating is not a top priority for her. Her schoolwork is more important, which good for her. Good for her. So he decides like, oh yeah, you're, you know, I got an A on the last chemistry test. Why don't we study together? And she's like, well, I'll think about it. And she leaves. Rick goes to sit down and she's like, oh, Rick, Thursday night, here's my number. And Brad ends up giving Rick the dollar back that he originally gave for him to try and to I thought he was going to give him five I thought it was kind of charming Rick's like oh yeah it's me the one with the number IQ and she's like oh yeah you look like the smart one like uh, the three of them I'm sure he is so now it's later that evening during the week Kate and Edward are going out they haven't been able to get out of the house in quite a while together to be alone and it turns out they're going with the Carmichaels. And Kate's like, no, we're going to see the Wheelers. Just like... Kate is wearing a fur coat. That better be imitation fur and not real fur. Otherwise, we're going to have to have a conversation. And my respect for Kate will pretty much plummet if that is real fur. Okay, so they're going out on a Thursday. So next Thursday, they're going to go see the Wheelers or the Carmichaels or the whoever. Apparently, they both made the... To hang out with the Carmichaels and the... The, um, Wheelers. Each in their own appointment book. So it's like, what? Do we got to hang out with both of them together? I guess they're going to all go out to eat. So he's like, I'll just call the restaurant and change the reservation for six. Like... But what if the Carmichaels and the uh, Wheelers don't get along with each other? Kate brings up a good point. Like, aren't the Carmichaels fighting with the Wheelers? And Edward says, no, since their kids quit Little League that are, grew out of that, they're uh, 
they don't fight with each other anymore. Rick, of course, comes down the stairs and he is frantically pushing Kate and Edward out the door because he doesn't want them there when Samantha arrives. Because Rick comes down with his school books and he's like, hey, Dad, shouldn't you be leaving? And Edward looks at his watch like, yeah, any minute. And Rick's like, oh, good. It's like, okay, any parent's going to be suspicious of the fact that you're happy that they're going out. Like, okay, what are you up to? Uh, Rick is like, oh, I mean, no, good for you. Go out and have a fun time. So Edward's like, well, then what are you doing tonight? And Rick says, well, I'm just studying with a friend. Let me guess. Edward's going to be like, is this a female friend or a male friend? No, Edward actually asks who. And Rick just says, Sam. And of course, Sam is a name that usually probably said someone's going to assume, you know, it's a guy. Like, oh, I don't believe I know him. And Rick just has this grin on his face. Like, it's for the audience's benefit. Edward, of course, is like, all right, well, no wrestling in the living room this time. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) The innuendos I'm getting. (laughs) Rick cannot keep that grin off his face. He's like, oh, I promise, Dad, not in the living room. So Kate gets off the phone with the restaurant. She changed the reservation. They're all good to go. And Edward's like, well, we shouldn't be late. And Rick's like, no, Dad, seriously, be late. Dude, you don't know, Rick, you don't know anything about subtlety, do you? Oh my god. Of course. Who's ringing the doorbell? It's Sam. As soon as Edward puts his hand on the doorknob, the door, the doorbell's ringing. Like, well, that timing worked out perfectly. <sighs> and Sam's there wearing a, re- a really nice green... It looks like a green turtleneck sweater with a black drawn-on dragon. And she's, hey, is Rick home? And you just see Kate and Edward just turn and look at Rick like, "Uh uh-huh, I see where you're trying to shove us out the door so fast. So, yeah, Edward finds out this is the Sam that Rick is so eager to study with. So he, (laughs) of course, goes over to Rick and says, now, Rick, you and Sam here are gonna be alone in the house together so no basically telling him like no funny business like i don't want to be a grandfather at 44 so oh no he just says be careful rick's like oh yeah dad i understand i'll keep the door locked (sighs) it just gives him this look like that is not what i mean and you know it okay it's like edward we gotta go and Edward is like, all right, well, we'll let you two get to it. And, of course, Kate kind of looks at him and Edward looks at the kids like, you know what I mean. It's not fair. The first night in weeks that we've had a chance to go out together, and I've got to share you with the Carmichaels. I know life is cruel. Carmichaels are going out with the Wheelers. No, we're not. The Wheelers are next Thursday. No, 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 no. The Wheelers are tonight. I made the arrangements myself. Here. Uh, See? Yeah, well, I made the arrangements with the Carmichaels. See? Oh, great. Now what are we going to do? Simple. We'll all go out together. Just call the restaurant and change the reservation for six. Oh, good idea. Uh, Wait a minute. Aren't the Carmichaels and the Wheelers always fighting? Not since their kids quit Little League. (laughs) Hey, Dad, shouldn't you be leaving? Any minute. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dad, what I mean is have a good time. (laughs) So what are your plans for tonight? Oh, nothing much. Just some studying with a friend. Who? Who? Um, Sam. 
Sam. I don't believe I know him. <laughs> well, no wrestling in the living room this time. No. I promise, Dad. Not in the living room. <laughs> okay, I changed the reservation. Let's go. Okay, nope. Well, have fun, kids. Yeah, we shouldn't be too late, son. No, Dad, it's okay. Please, be late. <laughs> Is Rick home? Hi, Sam. Come on in. Dad, Kate, this is Samantha Simmons. Hi. Hi nice to meet you. Hi. So this is the Sam you were so eager to study with. <laughs> Rick, you know, you two are going to be alone here together. Duh. So be uh, careful. Oh, Dad, I understand. I'll keep the door locked. Yeah, don't make him a grandfather at 44. That, too. Let's hurry. Yeah, we better leave and let you two get right to it. <laughs> yeah. Studying, that is. Uh -huh. Good night. Good night. Good night. Well, come on in. Tell me where you're having problems. You name it. Well, could you narrow it down just a little? Well, substance measurement, for one. Okay, moles. Moles? Yeah, molecular weight. You see, it's a unit of measurement. Oh. See, look, your problem's right here. You set up the equation wrong. It's grams divided by molecular weight. I see. Look, I'll show you. You know, it's awfully nice of you to help me out like this. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't just being nice. I had ulterior motives. I know. Well, yeah, Edward and Kate leave, and Rick's like, all right, what are your issues with chemistry? So she's like, it's pretty much everything, and she shows him what she's got so far. He's like, oh, you have the equations wrong. You have to do this and this, and he mentions how he kind of had ulterior motives with, you know, having her come over. It's like, yeah, I kind of figured that. Like, she ain't dumb. I'm sure she overheard, you know, Rick talking with his buddy, so he could probably get a good idea. Like, oh, he wants to date me to impress his friends or something. Because or, <laughs> I guess supposedly whether she turns down a lot of guys. So, I don't know. Well, anyway, Edward and Kate get back. Of course, dinner with the Carmichaels and the Wheelers was a mistake. My guess is they, what, spent the whole time fighting? Okay, honey, dinner with the Carmichaels and the Wheelers was a mistake. Three Mile Island was a mistake. <laughs> Tonight was a disaster. Well, I did my best. Spent the whole first part of the evening trying to get them to talk to each other. Yeah, oh. and the rest of the evening getting Norman out of a chokehold. Yeah, that Edith is strong as a bull. <laughs> She's got to find some better friends. I'll get it. <clears throat> if that's Edith, tell her I've got her a rematch with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hello? Who? Mrs. Simmons, Sam's mother. <laughs> yeah, what can I do for you? No, I assume she left here a while ago. I don't know when. We just got home. I think he's upstairs asleep. I'll be glad to ask him to get back to you. Yeah, what's your number? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, apparently, the dinner with the Wheelers and the Carmichael's went horrible. Someone ended up in a chokehold. <laughs> I was like, then you guys should have just went out to dinner by yourselves or something. But they get back. The phone's ringing. It's probably, what, 11 o'clock at night. And Edward, of course, doesn't realize who it is at first. It's Sam's mom, Mrs. Simmons, wondering where Sam is. Like, why isn't she home? She said she was going to your place. And they're like, well, Rick must be asleep. I mean, I can ask him. Of course, we head up to the bedroom, and the first thing we see is the record player. So they probably decide to listen to music. Well, first of all, you come inside. If your kid's asleep, is he going to probably leave the lights on downstairs? Maybe, since he's probably thinking you're going to be home anyway. I don't know. But clearly, this is not going to go over so well. <laughs> what are they making atoms? What is it, the periodic table? Why are they sleeping on the bed? Why are they even up there? Oh my god. They got the clothes on. They're fine. I'd be pretty irritated though. Rick! Rick! Oh, hi, Dad. Dad! That's a good question. But then we must have fallen asleep. That's not a good answer. I am so embarrassed. Dad, it's not what you think. I was just showing her my moles. What? Dad, you see, my, mole, my mole molecular tables. You see, they're right here. We fell asleep studying. We'll talk about your moles later. Samantha's mother just called. She's worried sick about you. Great. Well, it's been nice knowing all of you. Well, go down and call her and tell her you're okay, and I'll drive you home. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't bring us that. Well, it's pretty late. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about this one in the morning, right? No, we're going to talk about this one right now. How could you do something so stupid as to bring a girl up in your room when nobody's home? Dad, I swear, nothing happened. Nothing at all. It was completely innocent. Well, that's good to know, but you exercised very poor judgment. So, no, let me rephrase that. It was dumb and stupid to bring a girl up to your room. Not even your room, your bed. That's even stupider. Dad, I know and I'm sorry. It'll never happen again. I promise. It better not. Come on, Dad. Didn't you ever make a mistake when you were my age? <laughs> no. Yeah, right. So, yeah... Rick and Sam are lying on his bed. They're fully clothed. You can tell they had been working up in his room. He has that big table. It's got the um, poster of the periodic tables and then the molecular things that they had been working on with and that stuff. Rick, of course, tells Edward after Sam leaves, nothing happened. We were just studying and we fell asleep. And of course, Sam's like, oh my gosh, my mom's going to kill me. It's like, yeah, you might want to call her and then I'll take you home. And Edward's just saying, you know, this was really stupid of you. Why would you bring a girl up to your 
room and not to mention your bed. I'm like, Edward, I think it was stupid of you to let your teenage son have a girl over when you're not going to be home. The fact that you would even trust your 16-year-old son to be able to study with a girl and not take her up to his bedroom. And Rick, of course, is like, oh, Dad, this is never going to happen again. And, and Edward is just like, oh, you're so dumb. Why would you... And Rick's like, Dad, didn't you do anything dumb like this when you were my age? And Edward, for a split second, has this this look on his face. While I, and he's like, oh, no, I don't. Baloney. I'm sure you did. You can only imagine, I mean, the type of trouble that Edward got into. I mean, if his dad, grandfather Stratton, he was busy, you know, running his companies. How much supervision was Edward really having? I mean, I remember... You know, his, um, Lulu, you know, helping him. But he was, Edward was young at the time and everything. So I don't know how long, how many years she would have stayed there and stuff. But, you know, Edward kind of grew up without his mom around. And his father was always so busy with his companies. How much really direction and guidance was he really giving his son? And I mean, the whole, oh, boys will be boys. No, no, no. A respectable man, young man does not take a girl up to his bedroom. A respectable young man doesn't have a girl come over when he knows that his parents are gonna are not going to be in the house. I didn't hear anything. I bet anything more than likely he did get grounded. So he's going to bur- I'm surprised he's even allowed to go to burgers after school after this whole thing happened. But this is probably going to be where the rumors are going to start about, oh, me and Sam were caught in my bedroom last night. And I'm sure that Eyeball Chambers and Brad are all going to be like, oh my gosh, what'd you do? And guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I know it sounds like I'm just rushing through these episodes. And I don't mean to. I mean, they're, they're good episodes. And I know it feels like I'm like racing to the finish line of... Season 5 and wanting to get it done. I mean, I'm enjoying it to a point and stuff. But I am kind of like, like, okay. Rick Sant- I mean, honestly, I mean, these are, yes, teenager antics and stuff. It's a sitcom. And I just feel like, it seems like the show kind of lost steam halfway through. I mean, I, I kind of, season 1 and 2 really had... A bit more going for it. And it just seems season 4 and 5 are just like. Uh, I mean. Definitely the start of season 5. The first few episodes were good. And you know enjoying them and stuff. And it's just like. This just feels like a repeat of the whole thing. With Kate's friend. And hey Mrs. Robinson. But let's hear about these rumors. That I'm sure Rick is going to start spreading. About Samantha. No Stratton. Hey guys. Hey, we gotta talk to you. Well, sure, what's up? You tell us what happened last night. Nothing happened. Come on, something must have happened. Samantha got grounded. Oh, she did? When did you find out? Just now. So come on, what happened? You can tell us. Yeah, well, you're best friends. You're never All right. seen your aunt butt before, dude. Nothing happened. <sighs> <laughs> Look, we started out studying in the living room. Yeah, yeah. And then we wanted to listen to some music, so we went up to my room. Good move. <laughs> I taught him that. <laughs> up, Brad. So we were sitting on my bed. Wait, go slower. 
<laughs> and then we fell asleep. Well, wait, wait a second. Aren't you leaving something out? Like what happened between sitting on the bed and falling asleep? Look, guys, nothing happened. Nothing at all. I think he's telling us the truth. Think so? Sure. What could happen with St. Stratton in the room? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think he tried anything. He's probably too afraid to even make a move. Yeah. Come on, guys, I wasn't afraid. Oh, yeah? Did you score? Hey, Brad, you know, you don't talk about those things. Sure you do. <laughs> yes or no? Did you score or did you chicken out? Come on, guys, I never chicken out. You just said that nothing That means he scored. Happened. All right, way to go, killer. See, I oh. knew you let us down. Idiot. So, uh, how was it? What do you mean, how was it? It's like it always is. Right, Rick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that. I just wanted to make sure it was the same for Rick. So Rick comes into Burgers, Brad and Eyeball Chamber. I'm just calling him Eyeball Chamber. Don't know what his name is. Don't care what his name is. They're like, oh my gosh, Samantha got grounded. So what happened? She came over to your place to study. And I was like, yeah, well, we were in the living room. And then we wanted to listen to music. So we headed up to my room and then sat on the bed. And then we fell asleep. And it's like, oh, wait, go slower. You sat on the bed. What happened between the time you sat on the bed and you fell asleep? And these guys are, like, really just wanting anything to grasp onto. And, of course, Rick's like, nothing happened. Of course, they're calling him Saint Stratton. Like, of course, nothing happened with him. Nothing ever happens. And, like, oh, did you score? Did you chicken out? And it's like... Rick, you just said nothing happened. Now you're kind of backpedaling and saying, oh, no, I scored. Like, you know, <laughs> um, bringing up different, the show Different Strokes. Um, there's, is it season four or three? It might have been four. Where Willis has a girlfriend. Um, is it Charlene? I can't remember. But, and he's nervous about, you know, being with her and, you know, the whole thing about virginity and whatnot like that. And then, and then, oh my gosh, season eight, Arnold's like 14, 15 years old and they kind of put him in the same scenario with his friends, but his friends are kind of teasing him like Rick's friends are teasing him. Although in different strokes and in Arnold's case, Arnold's friends call this losing your virginity move, which I'll get more to it when I cover that episode, called Breaking the Sound Barrier. And I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. But it's just... So, of course, he doesn't want to look like a loser or, like, whatever to his friends. So he's like, oh, no, I didn't chicken out. Like, Rick. Uh, So now her reputation is pretty much... She probably didn't even have to, probably just said that she was grounded and word got around after she probably told her girlfriends that she went over to Rick's house and then those guys were probably, you know, Brad and Eyeball Chambers were listening and they went to Rick with like, oh, we know she was at your house. What did you do? She got grounded. Clearly it was something really big must have happened. It's just like, ay ay ay. So let's hear about the fallout of him with this rumor, I hope she slaps him across the face. Because he needs it. At first I was kind of respecting Rick because he was saying, no, nothing happened, it wasn't like that. 
But the fact that he's being pressured by his friends and he's too much of a wimp to stand up to them. See how this... And I would like to think that Kate would come in there and talk to Rick and give him a lecture about respecting women and their reputations and everything like that. And just saying that she would... Even Edward, you'd think, would say something like, I expect more from you. This is not how I raise you to treat women. Because in the beginning of the episode, they were give, they were rating them like the Olympic gold medalists and or figure skaters or, or whatever, like they're objects and they're just bodies without personalities, and that's horrible. And I get it; it was the eighties and everything, and they did that crap back then. And for whatever reason, it was just considered normal or fine. But let's see how the the fallout plays out. <laughs> Where were you? Oh, my morning racquetball game. You left before I woke up. Yeah, well, I tiptoed out. I didn't want to wake you, but I hurried back as soon as I could. Yeah. You're just in time to kiss me goodbye. What? I gotta go meet Frank Bellows down at the office. We're close to a real breakthrough on Crazy Bouncing Putty. (laughs) Tomorrow that'll bounce. Yeah, right. But it's Saturday. I was hoping to spend the day with you. Well, honey, I'll be back by five. Well, yeah, I'll have to go somewhere by five. I'll go with you. A bridal shower? I'll wear my pearls. (laughs) But I wanted to spend some time with you right now. Well, I have five minutes. Oh, this is ridiculous. I mean, what could we possibly do in five minutes? (laughs) Really? I mean, down here. (laughs) What? Oh, honey, you're right. We gotta find a way to spend some more time together. Yeah. What are you doing tomorrow night? Before or after your poker game. Right again. Yeah. Let me see. How about Monday night? Uh, no, I have a business class. Can't you ditch? I teach it. Huh. <laughs> Wait a minute. How about Tuesday night? No can do. I gotta save Long Island Sound meeting. I thought you saved it last year. Yeah, just part of it. <laughs> How about Wednesday? No, dinner with the Martins. Not the Martins. Last time we had dinner with them, he washed his teeth out in my water glass. Ew! <laughs> oh, come on, Edward. He was just joking. I mean, it was Halloween. Well, the only night I have open is Thursday. Oh, and all I've got is Tuesday morning. I'll tell you what. What? Get you in the shower Wednesday morning, 8 to 8.15. What are they scheduling their nookie time? How will I know you? I'll be the one wearing soap on a rope. Okay, well, that is not what I expected to happen. Kate gets back from racquetball early in the morning, and she wants some nooner time with her husband, who's rushing out the door. It's a Saturday. We learn it's a Saturday. And he's like, well, I have to go to the office because I'm doing this silly putty bouncy ball thing with some investor, client, whoever, partner, I don't know. And now, and then it becomes a thing about them trying to schedule some quality, in quotes, quality nookie time together. Oh my gosh. And then they say, well, I'll meet you in the shower on Wednesday. Like, my (laughs) Okay. 
Because even he's like, well, I got five minutes. And she's like, what can we do in five minutes? And you just see this look on Edward's face. Like, uh-huh. And she's like, I meant down here. And he's like, uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. So they're going to meet up in the shower on Wednesday. Good for them. They're scheduling quality time to get their uh, husband-wife delight time. We're back at Burgers again. I kind of want to hear the fallout eventually with Rick and Sam. Because eventually that news of supposedly her and Rick going all the way is gonna get back to her. What is there a pharmacy across the way says, what does that say? Prescription something? It's out the window of that leave it to burgers sign. Ted, what's his yep told oh, everybody? Me. Yeah, hi, Elias. Can I talk to you for a minute? Sure, what's up? You having trouble in algebra again? Well, yes, I am, but that's not why I'm here. <laughs> okay, then why are you here? Actually, we need some tutoring in another subject. Oh, good, ma'am. Well, hey, at least you're being honest well, about it. <laughs> why are you coming to me? Because you're the guy who scored with Samantha Simmons. Way to go. <laughs> what? Hey, well, who told you that? It's common knowledge. Of course, we freshmen were the last to find out. It takes longer to trickle down. <laughs> oh, no. Now I've got some specific questions oh, no. from my gym class. <laughs> should you or should you not eat before Look, you... Not now, Elliot. I've got to strangle someone. You should have kept your damn yeah. mouth shut, stupid. Uh, hey, buddy. Hey, don't buddy me. I'm going to kill you. Huh? Samantha Simmons, that's hot. all over school. You told someone. Hey, no, I swear I didn't tell anyone. It must have been Eric. Or someone from the football team. What? You told the football team? Hey, they swore they'd keep it a secret. You're a moron. Oh, now I'm really going to kill you. Hey, Dude, wait, you better no. stop wait, hanging no. out with what these idiots. It's back to Sam. Doesn't she already know? Has it? Hi, Rick. Hi, Allison. Hi, babe. I was wondering, could you give me some help in chemistry? Um, I could come to your house. No. Um, you can't. No, you can't. No. No. Well, we could do it at my house, but it'd have to be on Wednesday. That's when my parents go bowling. We'd be all alone. <sighs> Um, Allison, I would really love to, but I can't. You know, I'm, I'm busy, I think. Sort of. Well, if you unbusy yourself, call me. And you wanted to kill me? You should be thanking me. Thanking you. So, apparently, it's trickled down to the freshman class of high school. They're... A couple of kids want tips about, oh, should you? Oh, from the gym class, apparently, the PE class has questions. Since Rick is, uh, why? I I don't understand. And maybe it's just a guy thing. That, and it's always portrayed in the 80s, like, someone loses their virginity. And it's like, they are the all-knowing being of the world. Because they're all coming to him with questions and advice. And Brad told the football team. 
And then this girl named Allison comes up and says, hey, um, I need help in chemistry. I can come to your house. Or you could come to my house. My parents are going to be bowling. And it's like, oh my. It's... Rick, you need to stop hanging out with idiots. I know that you're all teenagers and you think with one part of your body. But seriously? Th- <sighs> Granted, this episode's a little bit better than the last one. But I mean, the episodes are really... I'm more into Kate and Edward at this point. This is this is ridiculous. I mean, I get he's a teenager, but still. And he's... How the heck has Sam not heard about it? Because she just walked in. And we're like, oh my gosh, Sam's going to find out. How is she not already if it's all over school? I guess is this episode's going to end with Edward not talking to Rick about how to respect women. Or Kate not talking to Rick about how to have respect for women and treating them right. Because this is ridiculous. I'd rather hear more about Edward and Kate and their nooner quickie bath shower time. This is... I don't know. (laughs) Well, uh, if you're through with her, you mind if I ask her out? Brad, you're gross and disgusting. I've been telling you that since... Is that a no? They have to have him as Rick's friend. He's such a loser. Slap Rick across the face. Hi. Hi. What are you doing here? I thought you were grounded. Boy, where's your travels fast? <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> so, how'd you get out of the house? Lockup isn't until six. How come you didn't get grounded? I talk fast and look pathetic. <laughs> Hi, Cheryl. Yeah. How did she not know? I don't get it. Girls I know have been ignoring me all day. Do I have food stuck in my teeth? No, they're fine. Well, at least you're still talking to me. Um, I'm gonna go get you something to drink. Thanks. Hi there. Yuck. No way. Hi, Mike. I didn't know you and young Stratton were going together. We're not. In that case, why don't you and I go out? See next Saturday? To the drive-in? It's closed for renovation. I know. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mike, but drop dead. Look, I don't get it. You won't go out with me, but just sleep with him. Oh! <laughs> you told people I slept with you? We fell asleep together, but we didn't sleep together. There's a big difference, you know. Believe me, I know that. I, I, I didn't... How could you? How could you say that? Look, I didn't mean to. It just came out that way when I was talking to Brad. Brad? The jerk? Derek? The dork? (laughs) Great. No wonder I've been getting all these looks and it's probably all over school. Sam, I'm sorry. I'll bet you are. Wait, look, don't go. Please, I'll do anything to make it up to you. Anything. No, thank you. You've done enough already. I don't think my reputation can handle anymore. I'll never be able to show my face here again. Wait! Can I have everyone's attention here, please? I have an announcement to make. Who is it this time? (laughs) Nothing ever happened between me and Samantha. That's not what we heard. (laughs) I know. It's a rumor which I started. It's a complete and total lie. I've never done anything with Sam. That's the truth. I'm sorry, Sam.
think we looked up to you. <laughs> so, I just, I don't, because she's saying hey to these girls and they're just giving her dirty looks and she has no idea why. And the fact that Rick is like, oh, I thought you were grounded. Why are you here? And she's like, well, lockup doesn't start till six o'clock. How did you not get grounded? And he's like, oh, well, I just gave the my puppy dog eyes and my you know, pathetic look. It's like, he should have been grounded. You're kidding me. Uh, well, Rick goes to get her something to drink. This guy, this disgusting guy, Mike, comes and sits down by her and says, hey, let's go to the drive. And she's like, it's closed for renovation. He's like, yeah, I know. And she's like, ew, you're disgusting. Go away. And it's like, what? You won't go out with me, but you'll sleep with Stratton? It's like, and that's where she's like, what? You told everyone I slept with you? And he's like, well, no, but it came out that way. And it's like, ew, you told Brad and wherever the heck that other dingus's name is. <laughs> oh, and she just, I get it, she feels bad because she's like, I can't even show my face around here anymore. And she's, ugh. So she goes to leave, and Rick is like desperately, I'll, say, I'll do anything, whatever you want me to do, just... And she goes to leave, he's like, wait, and he stands up on a chair, he tells everyone that he and Sam didn't do anything together. They fell asleep, people are thinking that they slept together because of a rumor that he started. And of course, those little freshman gym geeks are like, I can't believe I looked up to you. Of course, she's like, you're full of crap. Right. I, I don't want to see you anymore. I can't believe that it took that long for her not to know that something... I mean, she figured something was up because of the way that people were looking at her and probably whispering behind their hands and everything. But it's like, come on. So now we're back at home and Rick and Edward are on the couch playing cards, I guess. Are we going to get a lecture or something from either Kate or Edward? Because that would really save this episode. I mean, yes, Rick finally did the honorable thing by trying to save Sam's reputation and clearing, you know, her bad image and everything. It's like, you shouldn't open your stupid mouth to begin with. You said you did nothing. You should have left it at that, gotten up, and walked away. I get it. He's a teenager. Their brains still aren't fully formed. But give me a break. Maybe it's because, you know, I've been following Rick since he was Ricky Stratton when he first wound up on his father's doorstep when he was 12 years old. The adorable little antics that he got into and everything. And it's just... Maybe after t time, it's, you kind of almost seem to put the kid on a pedestal because you expect more from, like, oh, there's a squeaky clean, clean smart kid and everything. And you, you see him, you know, as now he's a teenager and he's being tempted with, you know, the hormones and the bad influences and Brad and everything like that. And it's just like, eh. Staying home a lot, son. Anything wrong? No, what could be wrong? Where's Kate? She's at a conference. Oh, and why aren't you with her? Well, she wanted me to go, but those things are so boring. Yeah, not exciting like this slumber party. <laughs> you know something, you're right. Why should I be bored here when I could be bored with Kate? <laughs> what, not that I'm bored with Kate. 
or with you for that matter. See, because I think Dad, that you're... Hmm? Go to the conference. Good idea. If it's already Wait, started, why, why bother? <laughs> Thanks, huh? It's a conference. It's work. Hi. Hi. So why? Good to see you. Why are you letting her in your house? I'll see you later. Oh my gosh! Not are you much later. Seriously? Let's just say I could be back any time. Just drop by to see how you were doing. Oh, I'm doing swell. Never been better. <laughs> really? Yeah. All the guys think I'm a wimp and all the girls snicker. <laughs> oh, then you know how I felt. Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> I also wanted to tell you that I thought what you did at Burgers was a very classy thing. Oh, yeah? And I still need help in chemistry. You do? Well, I'm not doing anything right now. Great, I've got my books. Well, terrific then. Only this time, let's go study down at the library. But it's so crowded. Yeah. And safer. <laughs> Honey, surprise! Oh, good grief. Honey? Edward, I came home from the conference just to be with you. <laughs> So, Edward decides to go to the, the conference that was going to be boring that Kate was going to go to. Because Rick's like, hey, we can be bored together or you can go to the conference. So he's like, yeah, I'll go surprise her. What? Being that they both work at the same company, I mean, I, I guess. I mean... What, you can come, go halfway through, like, hey, I'm here, or, oh, hey, just let me slip in here, and just, what, what? So, as Edward goes to leave, Sam shows up at the door, and I'm surprised that he ever even lets her into the house, like, um, I, and the fact that he even says, well, I could be home at any time, so you just stay here in the living room, or he doesn't say any of that, he's like, I could be home at any time. Ser oh my gosh, this episode. This uh, this irritates me. Not, we should have gotten a, uh, but then again, Edward didn't know that this rumor was even certain. Neither did Kate. Had no idea. But this really, the fact that, you know, they caught them, or Edward caught them, and it, it warranted a lecture about respecting women. And, uh, I don't know. But, of course, Kate comes home from the conference early to find out that no one's home. Because Rick's like, oh, you still need help. Because um, Sam says, I still need help with chemistry and everything. Oh, well, we could stay down here and study. Or we could go to the library. And she's like, but it's crowded at the library. And he's like, exactly. It's safer there. Like, okay. Uh, mm, I'm just gonna. This is just. It's that. It's better than the last episode, but not. So I'm just giving it an average 3.0. We really could have used uh, 
I wanted a lecture from Edward on, or from Kate on respecting women. I'm just, I just feel that that really needed that. <clears throat> Granted, Rick came to his own conclusion about rumors are wrong and that he really needed to clear that up that it wasn't fair to Sam. I still say he should have been grounded. That's a that's bogus parenting on Edward's part. Silver spoonful for this episode is just going to be parents if your kids at the dating age where he's into girls or guy or whatever and you know that they like someone supervise their interaction together. Don't just leave them home alone. Don't... That's why I I like the rule of parents like... I don't even like the idea of them saying you can be in your room with the door open. You shouldn't even be in your room with your respective love interest. Door open or closed. Regardless, you should be somewhere where a parent is overseeing you at all times. But then again, it has to deal with trust. As for a kid, it's just like, come on. I was a teenager once too, but still, I didn't do stuff like that. And I do apologize if it seems like I'm rushing through some of these episodes. I just... I don't know. I mean, I'm finishing the final season in December. It'll be done this year. And I just... I liked the show. The earlier seasons, I don't know why I seem to feel like I liked a little bit more than this. Just Rick's constant hormonal one girl after another girl. And just some of these are just not really doing it for me. Especially episodes. I'd rather see... El- I love Alfonso. I'd rather see him than over Brad. We need less Brad, more Alfonso. But yeah, Silver Spoonful for teenagers. Treat people with respect. Don't be starting rumors, even if you're being pressured by your friends. Like, don't don't hurt someone else's reputation just to make yourself bigger. Alright, join me next week for Season 5, Episode 14, The House Guest. Oh, Jesus. Uh, which aired on, uh, on February 9th, 1987. In this episode, when Brad's father goes out of town for a few days, Rick invites him to stay with the Strattons, despite Edward's misgivings, which I completely understand. But after Brad creates constant chaos in the house, even Rick finds it difficult to depend... Another dang episode about Brad? Really? I am sick to death of this dude. I I want Derek. Can we go to St. Louis and pick him up and bring him back? And the next episode, Season 5, Episode 15, entitled Band on the Run, which aired on February 16th, 1987. In this episode, Alfonso quits Rick's band when they refuse to take his girlfriend's suggestions. Oh my god, how many dang bands is this kid gonna be in, have, manage? Ugh. And on the plus side, in this episode, we- oh wait, no, that's the next- that's- that's after that episode, I'm sorry. No, okay. Um, yeah, the next ones, we're gonna have author, author, we get the last, final return of Evelyn. Kinda, sorta miss her, I guess she's gonna be writing a book about her- short-term love affair with Edward before they tied the knot and had a kid. Um, And then, of course, the next one after that is going to be Hero Worship, which is Season 5, Episode 18, that deals with uh, 
Strand's new neighbor, rookie basketball star, and Rick is thrilled when he offers him some coaching, invites him to games. Family is stunned when their new friend is suspended after a drug possession arrest. Great. So that's got to be like a serious episode. Serious. Oh, barely. Um, yeah. And before the author, author Edward's ex-wife writes a novel about a woman's stormy relationship with a character to whom he bears a strong resemblance. Uh-huh. Baby Blues, we get the return of a character from season four. Uh, episode 20, Thoroughly Modern Mildred. We get the return of Kate's grandmother because why not? When Kate's grandmother arrives with her new boyfriend, everyone is shocked that they are sharing a bedroom. Are you insane writers? Are you insane? Really? Here's this little tape. Listen to this. Especially after Edward just criticized Rick for going a bit too far with the girl while he was out. Um, wait a minute. Is this calling back to a previous episode? Or is this, like, Rick Rick going too far with another girl? What in the what? Wow. Um, (laughs) yeah, I think at this point I'm racing the finish line, everybody. I'm sorry, these episodes are getting so much worse. The first good portion of season five has been good. And it just feels like now that we're well into the double digits, it's just like, enough already, please. I can't take any more. Oh my goodness. Uh, the last two episodes. The one with Brad staying with them, that is going to be pure torture. I'm going to torture my trying to get through that episode, so bear with me when he goes through it. But, um, yeah, everyone have a great week, and I will be back with the next two episodes. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Bye-bye, everybody.